What's going on everybody? It's Matt with you here today and if you uh, can't tell or if you're not watching the videos right now, uh, we are in Hawaii. You can see the mountains behind me there and uh, today on the podcast slash video, I want to talk to you guys about traveling with diabetes. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandervecht, and with my co-host Ali Abdul Karim, we welcome you to Pardon My Pancreas. So, traveling with diabetes, right? I mentioned we're in Hawaii. It's a slightly different time zone. And uh, we've been enjoying our time out here. I'm going to show you a little bit of our view if you're watching on YouTube and uh, show you what we got going on. We're staying on the North Shore, which has been incredible, as you can see. And uh, it's a little bit loud, so you can't hear me super well. But uh, that is the North Shore. It's been a bit of a journey with blood sugars. A little bit of some difficulties, some extra precautions, some extra planning. Uh, so I'm going to talk to you guys today about that and explain a little bit about the steps that I take, how I pack, and uh, what goes into all of this. So first, for those who are watching, and I'll explain it for the podcast, don't worry, we got a little bit of my supplies. This is my carry-on bag. I've got my Dexcom sensors. I've got three more than I need. Actually, two more. I just switched it out today. We got extra transmitter. I had to change that today. Uh, which is, that's not fun taking transmitters through security. They get all weird at the airport. Uh, we've got glucose tabs, we got glucagon, we got extra sugar, almonds, we got pen needles, we got all sorts of stuff. And essentially, my entire carry-on has to do with diabetes. And you know what? I'm gonna wear a lay for this, because why not? I'm in Hawaii, right? So I'm gonna hop in, relax, ah, have a seat in bed. And uh, yeah, so we are in Hawaii. And through this trip, my blood sugars have been perfect, amazing, but hear me out. Yes, they've been in range this entire time. Uh, yes, it looks amazing on my Dexcom CGM graph, but what you may not know is that I've been snacking nonstop, right? I've been eating all day and all night, every day, because of one key factor, a, a severe increase in activity. We've been bouncing around doing tons of stuff seeing the sights, taking tours, going on hikes, swimming in the ocean, right? All sorts of stuff. But with an increase in activity comes an increase in insulin sensitivity. So I am used to having about one workout a day, about one workout a day, uh, about 45 minutes to an hour, and I go back to my office, right? I work from home, and if I have high blood sugars, I'll go for a walk. But outside of that, there's not a ton of activity throughout my day outside of the gym. And as a result, when I introduced a lot more activity, i.e. hiking through Hawaii in a hot, humid uh, environment, I saw an increase in insulin sensitivity. I saw a lot more uh, blood sugar drops, right? And so as a result, I've had to bring snacks everywhere I go, which part of it's kind of fun because I get to eat all day long. <laughs> and uh, I hate using this word, but I feel quote unquote normal, right? I get to snack throughout the day without taking an injection or a bolus. Uh, but on the other side of things, it makes things like hiking and shark cage diving and snorkeling a lot more difficult because I have to constantly be consuming extra food if my basils and boluses aren't set up correctly. So what I've also done since being in Hawaii 
uh, is I think on day two, I made a change to my basal rates. And day three, I made a change to my bolus rates. And because of this, I've been able to reduce my snacking because I've been more in range and uh, I've acclimated to what I needed to be for my settings. Now, of course, not everyone's comfortable with this. Not everyone has the go-ahead from their doctors to make these changes in their insulin regimen, right? Uh, in that case, I would suggest talking with your doctor beforehand. Remember, I am not a doctor, okay? This is not medical advice. This is my experience. So we hopped into Hawaii. I noticed I'm going low or I'm dropping. I never actually went low, which is cool. Uh, I've been in the 70s quite a bit, but uh, 70s, 80s, 90s, which personally I prefer to be over 100, but uh, that's all right. 70s, 80s, 90s, still not technically low. Um, snacking all day long, and I noticed that I needed a lot of snacks. Um, I would have probably 20, 30, 40 grams of carbohydrates in between meals just to stay stable because it's extra hot, which for me drops me a lot. Uh, it's humid, again, drop. More activity drops. Um, so with all of these different factors coming into play, I had to consume a lot of extra carbs, which to me, after a few days, I told you it was day two, day three, I knew I needed to make a change in my insulin delivery. So I made the change in my pump, right? I set temporary basils. And if you're not on a pump, you can just change your Lantus or your Chaseba, whatever your long acting insulin is, um, and make those changes if you have the go ahead from your doctors, if you feel comfortable doing that. But uh, since then, I've reduced my need for snacking, which is nice. I can focus on just enjoying playing around in the ocean and uh, going for walks, going for hikes, enjoying the environment. And the biggest message that I want to send home with you guys today is to not let diabetes get in the way of your vacations. Now, I was tempted those first couple of days when I was seeing a lot of drops, I was tempted to just hang around the house and not worry about uh, going on these long hikes, right? And to not worry about going into the ocean, taking a boat out into the middle of the ocean where I wouldn't have access to anything else, right? I only had what I brought in my backpack. Uh, now, of course, I made sure I loaded my backpack up. I had juice boxes and glucose tabs, and uh, I have my glucagon always, so I'm prepared, right? But I knew that I had enough supplies with me to take care of any load that was going to come around my way, and uh, as a result, I was able to go shark cage diving for the first time in my life, and that's something I've wanted to do for many years. We tried doing it in South Africa, but it was just, just didn't work out, and uh, it was incredible, and I got to experience that. And it's because I didn't let diabetes hold me back from going out on a boat miles off of the shore that I was able to experience that. So my first encouragement to you is do not let diabetes hold you back. My second encouragement is don't put yourself in stupid situations, right? Don't go on that boat without sugar. That would be stupid. Um, I didn't go low out there, but had I gone low miles offshore, it would have taken a lot of time to get back to shore. And if I was severely low, plus time to get back to shore, I could have been in a very dangerous scenario. So my, my encouragement to you, actually this is more of a rule, <laughs> rule of thumb, you need to bring sugar everywhere you go. Be prepared, bring your blood sugar tester, right? Bring the supplies you need, uh, but don't let it hold you back. So um, I, I mentioned that I had to change my boluses, my, my basils, and once I was able to find my new kind of routine, then it worked out great. Like now I've adjusted those basils to be able to go on hikes. We just got back from an hour long walk along the North Shore. It was beautiful. My wife and I got to watch some surfers do some amazing moves. <laughs> it's a weird way of putting it, but they were shredding. 
Uh, it was super cool to watch them. Got a couple guys got barreled. And uh, these are experiences I'm going to have with me for the rest of my life. And I do not want to be held back by my diabetes. I don't want you to be held back by your diabetes. And uh, it's, it's really important that you have the mindset correct where you aren't going to be held back, but you're also going to prepare, right? It's a, it's a two-sided coin. You have to be able to look at what's going on logically and understand how you can best prepare for that to give yourself the best chance of success. But then you also have to look at it from a fearless aspect of I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to, of course, take the necessary precautions, but I'm going to get out there and enjoy the world. I'm going to take part in these adventures, right? We're going to go deep into Hawaii. Uh, I think it's called the ranch in about an hour and a half. And uh, we're going to drive like Jurassic Park Jeeps <laughs> through the forest, uh, through the mountains. It's going to be we're deep in there. And, you know, logically, I know if something goes wrong in there, it's going to take time for us to drive all the way out of the mountains to get to a hospital, to get to uh, a grocery store where I can buy more sugar or something like that. So logically, I have to understand the risk, but also the reward, right? To realize I'm not going to sit back in the, the Airbnb and not go drive Jurassic Park Jeeps through the forest of Hawaii where Jurassic Park was filmed, right? I'm going to enjoy that, but I'm going to prepare for it. I'm going to pack my backpack full of sugar, right? I'm going to keep an eye on my blood sugars. I have a Dexcom that I wear, CGM, constant glucose monitor. I'm going to keep an eye on that, make sure my blood sugars are okay, because not only do I want to make sure they're stable, but I'm driving the Jeep. So whoever's in the car with me, I don't want to put their lives in danger because I'm irresponsible with my blood sugars. What if I go low and crash the Jeep, right? I don't want them to have to pay for that. So on top of taking care of myself, I'm also taking care of others. I'm making sure that their lives are not endangered because of my irresponsibility. I'm making sure that they are not uh, being held back with me if I were too fearful to go out into the jungle with the, the Jeep. Uh, so it affects more than just us. And the first stage is making sure that you are able to live life on your terms, to enjoy life, right? To have stable blood sugars if you can, awesome. Uh, but also to not let it affect others negatively, whether it's making sure that you're keeping others safe around you if you're the driver, if you're the one in charge of something, or if it's just not letting diabetes get in the way of plans. Going out to dinner, uh, understanding that you may have to put a little bit more planning into these events, right? But just going for it. So um, I don't know how, how much longer I'm going to keep this episode going. It's a pretty simple one. Um, I'll, I'll go briefly into packing. I wanted to make an actual video on how I pack for trips so you guys can see the layout. But what I do is I like to organize everything. I make sure it's all laid out, kind of in a grid formation, right? In my suitcase, because that way I'm able to see everything before I zip it shut, which helps me to not forget anything. But here's the most important part, and I have learned from this, uh, from previous mistakes. Do not pack anything that you need or could need in the next seven days in your checked luggage. Do not, do not, do not. There's a, a, a job I did recently, actually it was not recently, it was a number of years ago. That was the wrong term. <laughs> uh, a few years ago, I flew into Paris, and then from Paris I flew to South Africa. When I got to Paris, they let me know they lost my luggage. Guys, guess what was in my luggage that I had checked and that they lost? My insulin. 
my insulin was lost. I sat in the airport for three hours, praying, hoping that they would bring my luggage through. Somehow it would get through until I got notified. They forgot to bring my luggage. It was still in San Diego, California, and I was in Paris, France. You think I felt great about that trip, knowing that my insulin was all the way back in the United States? No, terrible. I was in Paris for two days, and I flew to South Africa. Guess what, new problem. Now, not only was my luggage left behind in California, but they're gonna ship it to Paris, where I am not going to be any longer. Oh boy. So then I had to tell them to forward it from San Diego to Paris to South Africa and pray they understood these instructions, right? Because I get to Paris and they speak enough English, but it's not amazing. And hoping my bag is going to show up in Africa because it's not only it's got my insulin, it's got my clothes, it's got my toothbrush, right? It's got everything because this was a month-long trip. And I'm like, great, I have my carry-on and that's it. I have enough insulin to get me through like three or four days. I only had one or two pens with me because I was on uh, multiple daily injections at the time. And eventually, in Africa, I kid you not, it was seven days later, they delivered my bag. I got the call, that your luggage is here, we found it, and it's been delivered. At this point in time though, I had already had to go to a hospital and get new insulin in South Africa because I didn't have any more insulin, I had run out. So. Let that be a lesson to you. Learn from my mistakes. Do not pack things that you desperately need in your first week of travel in your carry-on. So, I mean, sorry, in your check luggage correction. Uh, so, as you saw earlier in the video or you heard earlier in the podcast, all of my diabetes supplies, all of them are in my carry-on. Those come with me, my insulin, my CGM, Dexcom, my tandem pump supplies, right? My sugar, my glucagon everything that I need, my backup supplies, my MDI backup, my pen needles, my insulin pens, all of that is in my carry-on. Do I get checked a little bit extra at uh, TSA? Yeah, it took me I think 25 or 30 minutes this last time to get through. Uh, granted it's because they hadn't seen a Dexcom transmitter before, but be prepared, right? And usually it doesn't take that long. Usually TSA is like an extra five or 10 minutes. It's not that big of a deal totally worth it to have your supplies with you because there have been multiple times where I've had to wait on my luggage being delivered and thankfully I learned from my first mistake. I learned to bring my diabetes supplies with me, those necessities in my carry-on because you never know if they're going to lose it. So um, that bag that I showed that is my carry-on, it has literally all of my diabetes supplies in it and I take that with me. I do not let it out of my sight. Uh, pro tip as well with travel. If you do have a bag like that where everything in it is medical supplies, you can take that on the plane as a medical bag and they will not charge you for it. They cannot charge you for it. However, it does have to be 100% medical supplies. So right now, my toothbrush is in there, I've got my razor in there, some hair supplies. I'd have to take that out to declare it a medical bag, but medical bags fly free. So uh, that's a little tip for you guys. The overarching message that I want to leave with you uh, on this episode is essentially enjoy your life, but make sure you are prepared to enjoy your life responsibly. So there's a new little tagline, enjoy responsibly. <laughs> no, that's like a beer commercial, isn't it? <laughs> Dang it. Uh, enjoy diabetes responsibly. I don't know. We'll think of something, but enjoy your life. Do not let diabetes hold you back. Uh, 
if you've been a listener or a viewer for a while, you know that in my past, I have let diabetes hold me back. That's why I preach this so loudly. Uh, I know what it's like to have anxiety surrounding low blood sugars. I know what it's like to be fearful. And I do not want that for any of you. I want you to understand that if you are prepared, then you have no reason to be fearful. If you have the sugar and the insulin, maybe some extra sites for your pump or your Dexcom or whatever you wear, right? If you're prepared, you have no reason to be fearful. Be smart about it. Obviously, don't pre-bolus and then go for a run while you're dropping, right? That's a bad idea. If you know you're gonna be active, reduce your pre-bolus a little bit. Purposefully go a little bit high so you have more of a buffer, right? There's different plans. There's, there's so many different ways that you can prepare for this. But take some time, prepare, use logic, but enjoy your time, enjoy yourself. I mean, I'm looking out at the mountains right now and I'm in unbelief at how beautiful it is here in Hawaii. Uh, to my right is the mountains, to my left is the North Shore. I am stoked to be here. And I can say that, I'm a surfer, I'm a San Diegan. <laughs> but this would not be possible if I let diabetes run my life, right? I'd still be in San Diego, which San Diego's not bad either, but don't let diabetes hold you back. Do what you gotta do, prepare, take the right steps, right? I changed my temporary basal rates, I changed my bolus rates, I brought food with me everywhere, I was snacking throughout the day because I knew I would be dropping and going low those first couple days with the increase in activity, right? Because we went from shark cage diving to then go to a different beach to snorkel, then we went hiking, like we do all sorts of stuff. I knew with the increase in activity, I might see some more lows and uh, I was ready for it, so. Uh, that is my encouragement for you today. I'm going to sign off with that. Be prepared. Enjoy your diabetes responsibly. And get out there. Have fun. You don't have to be completely fearless, but do not live in fear. That's my golden nugget for you guys today. So I'm going to get back to my trip. I hope you guys are having an awesome day. And uh, let me think. We got some, oh yeah, we got some exciting stuff coming up for you guys. Uh, so this is, we're in December right now and we got some fun stuff planned for the new year. Um, we teamed up with some, some medical professionals, some nutrition professionals, and a fitness professional, and uh, we created something really sweet for you guys, and I'm excited to share it with you. I believe it's coming out January, so keep an eye out for that, keep an ear out for that. It will be coming up shortly, uh, but in the meantime, if you wanna be the first to know about that, it's gonna be an amazing resource. Um, drop your email at membership.ftfwarrior.com forward slash waitlist dash opt-in. <laughs> that's a super long URL. Um, I think that's it. You know what, I'm gonna change it. Just go to membership.ftfwarrior.com, head there and uh, enter your email. So last time, go over, drop your email at membership.ftfwarrior.com and uh, you will be the first to know when that new little mini course launches and it's gonna be an incredible asset. Guys, It's we've been working on this for over a year now and there's some really, really cool people involved and I cannot wait to share it with you. So, have an awesome rest of your day. Go drop your email over at membership.ftf4.com and I will see you guys in the next episode. Keep up the fight.